Welcome to church, everybody. Are you excited to be here today? Come on, make some noise. Are you thankful to be a part of River Valley Church? It's amazing. Hey, I want to start just by saying and welcoming anybody here in the room. If you're visiting, maybe this is your first time in church or you've been coming for a little bit and anybody watching online, I know that, that it is one of our goals at River Valley to, to lower the intimidation bar. Sometimes it feels like maybe you've never been to church before, or you've been away for a little while. It feels like, man, I gotta get my stuff together before I walk into this church building, into this church service. It's gonna be a little intimidating. And I think just to lower the intimidation bar, can we, if, you're, if this is your home, can we welcome all the visitors, everybody watching online? We love you. Thanks for joining us in this service today. We are, we are in the middle of a series called Unpredictable, Unpredictable. And uh, it's a series that Pastor Rob, he, he, he wanted to preach, he wanted to do three weeks. And he, he, last week he said, we're doing a bonus week. So next week we're gonna wrap up this series, Unpredictable. And the series is about the Holy Spirit. Did you know that we believe in God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit? We believe in the Holy Spirit. We believe that, that uh, we're, we're a Pentecostal, spirit-filled church. Can I get an amen? Come on. I grew up, I'm a pastor's kid. I grew up in the church, a Pentecostal church, and uh, we love the Holy Spirit. We love God the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and that's what we're talking about today in week three. And uh, we're going, if you have your Bibles, we're going to go to Acts chapter 19. Acts chapter 19. And uh, while we're on our way there, I'd love to just explain quickly before we jump in uh, the difference between uh, the indwelling of the Holy Spirit and the infilling of the Holy Spirit. Two different things. These are classic terms, the indwelling of the Holy Spirit and the infilling of the Holy Spirit. And we're going to focus tonight on the infilling. But the indwelling, when you give your life to Jesus, Romans 10, when you believe in your heart, confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, you will be saved. At that moment of salvation, your sins are forgiven, past, present, and future. Your eternity is secure in heaven. And in that moment, the Holy Spirit makes his home inside of you. The Holy Spirit dwells inside of you. He lives inside of you. That's the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. And it is constant. He is with you every single moment, every single day, every meeting you're in, every conversation you're in, everywhere you go, the Holy Spirit dwells inside of you. But there's another act, another work of the Holy Spirit. And that's what we're talking about today is the infilling of the Holy Spirit. And a lot of times it's called the baptism in the Holy Spirit initially, but the infilling of the Holy Spirit is continual. And it, and it's, it comes with the spiritual gifts that we'll talk about in a little bit. But the indwelling, he lives in you, but there's another work and it's the infilling of the Holy Spirit. Maybe you're hearing this for the first time. And the infilling is not having to do with salvation. You are saved, but there's another work and you can be filled by the Holy Spirit, by given power. Jesus talked about it in Acts chapter one, verse eight. He said, but you will receive power. He's talking to the disciples who had already been saved. If you look at John chapter 20, verse 22, he, he, they had already been saved. And he said, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. So the Holy Spirit had already been living inside of them. And then he says, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you to reach the entire world. And so uh, this is, this is where ended up Acts chapter 19. And we're going to jump in. Everybody good. Everybody feel good. Yeah. All right. Verses one through seven. It says, now it happened that while Apollos was away in Corinth, Paul made his way down through the mountains, came to Ephesus and happened on some disciples there. The first thing he said was, I love this question. Did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? Did you take God into your mind only? Did you also, or, or, did you also embrace him with your heart? 
Did he get inside you? We've never even, we've never even heard a Holy Spirit. These believers said, God within us? And, and then Paul says, how were you baptized then? In John's baptism, that explains it, said Paul. John preached a baptism of radical life change so that people would be ready to receive the one coming after him who turned out to be Jesus. If you've been baptized in John's baptism, you're ready for the real thing, for Jesus. And they were. As soon as they heard of it, they were baptized in the name of the master Jesus. Paul put his hands on their head and the Holy Spirit entered them. From that moment on, they were praising God in tongues and talking about God's actions. Altogether, they were about 12 people there that day. Today, I'm talking about what the benefits are, just a few of the benefits. We only got a short amount of time, just a few of the benefits of being spirit-filled. And tonight, if you're taking notes, uh, the title of my message, just the topic uh, that I'm talking around is seeing in full color, seeing in full color. Can we pray together? Jesus, we thank you that your presence, your spirit is in this room. Lord, and I just pray that over the next few moments, every single person in this room would grow in the desire to be closer to you. People that have never been baptized in the Holy Spirit or learning about it for the first time, Lord, I pray that they would desire that, to be filled, God. I pray for anybody that's been baptized in the Holy Spirit, that they would desire to be filled again. That's a continual thing, God. And I just pray for your greater power, your greater gifts, and all that you have to offer us. Speak through me, over these next few moments. In Jesus' name I pray. Everyone said, amen. amen. Uh, so my wife is uh, seven months pregnant. She's seven months pregnant. Give it up for my wife. She's right over there. And uh, this is our second child. We have a three and a half year old daughter. Uh, her name's Adley and she's awesome. Uh, and since this is, this is the, the second round of pregnancy here for my wife, she has, she has learned the benefits that you get of being pregnant. Anybody know if, you, if you've had kids, the benef there's benefits to, to being pregnant, right? So, so, so the first thing is when we go to the grocery store, anybody know where I'm going? We go to the grocery store, there are signs that say expecting mothers, that you get, to, you get a special parking spot if you're pregnant. And we learned this in the first pregnancy. And, and this time around, my wife, she was like two days pregnant. And she was like, for sure I'm parking in that spot. I'm going to take advantage, full advantage of every benefit that I get as a pregnant woman. She, we park in that spot every single time. Uh, she knows that being pregnant, that, that any time she just feels it and... and any, any time she wants, she, if, she, if her feet are sore, she gets a foot massage. Can I get an amen, ladies? Come on. She gets a foot massage. The benefits of being pregnant, you get to throw showers. Nobody put a rule on how many showers you get to throw, and people will just buy you gifts for your child. And so we're, we, we are in the moment it, it, right now taking full advantage. We've already had one shower. We've got seven more to go. It's going to be incredible. Our whole house is going to be full of toys. We're gonna take full advantage of the benefits of my wife being pregnant. Uh, my, my daughter as well, she, so she, she knows that there are benefits to being uh, a, a, an adorable, cute three-year-old girl. She's learned this and she learned it around Christmas uh, this last year and then, and then January is her three, it was her three-year birthday and uh, she, she learned that, that pretty much she could go up to anybody she wanted and say, I, I, I want a, a LOL doll for my birthday. January 11th, she knows this. January 11th, I want a LOL doll for my birthday. Next person, I want, uh, January 11th, I want a Hatchimal for my birthday. Anybody know what these are? 
Come on, we got some young parents. Uh, she, it's like January 11th, I want some slime for my birthday. Come on, this is, this is what the kids want these days. LOL dolls, Hatchimals, if you want to get her a gift, you can. But she's taking full advantage of the benefits of being a cute three-year-old girl. And I think that there are some benefits and there are some, some advantages that we have as Christ followers that we need to take full advantage of. Did you know that when you give your life to Jesus, the Holy Spirit, he, I already said it, the Holy Spirit, he lives inside of you. He's with you every single day, but you can be filled by the Holy Spirit with greater gifts, with greater power, just like Jesus talked about. And I think we need to be a church that takes full advantage of what God offers us. He's a good father. He's got more for us. Is anybody here with me? We good? So I'm going to tell three stories in the Bible, three stories in the Bible, uh, three different men, and, and talk about the benefits. These are three men that had, they had been baptized in the Holy Spirit, and they were filled again in these moments. And I'm going to read these stories starting in uh, Acts chapter 4. This is Peter and John. And in the chapter prior, uh, they, they had been walking. And if you know the story, if you've been around church for any length of time, you've maybe heard this story. They walk, they're going to the temple, and they see a lame man. And, and he says, hey, hey do, do you have any money? And, and Peter says, we don't have any money money, but what I, what I do have, I'll give you. And he says, in the name of Jesus Christ, get up and walk. Amazing story in Acts chapter three. And in Acts chapter four, there are religious leaders that are upset that Peter and John are, are still preaching the name of Jesus because in their minds, Jesus is dead. His name should be gone, written off the face of the earth. But we know that Jesus is alive and well, even today in 2018. And so Peter says, get up in the name of Jesus, but they get arrested. They get arrested by these, these religious leaders and they're being interrogated. Stop, stop using the name of Jesus. And we're gonna read here in Acts chapter four, starting in verse eight. It says, with that, and this is his response to the interrogation. Peter, full of the Holy Spirit, let loose. Say, let loose. let loose. Rulers and leaders of the people, if we've been brought to trial today for helping a sick man put under investigation regarding this healing, I'll be completely frank with you. We've nothing to hide. By the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, the one you killed on a cross, the one God raised from the dead, by means of his name, this man stands before you healthy and whole. Jesus is the stone you masons throughout, which is now the cornerstone. Salvation comes no other way. No other name has been or will be given to us by which we can be saved. Only this one. And, and they couldn't take their eyes off of them. Peter and John standing there so confident so sure of themselves, their fascination deepened when they realized these two were laymen with no training in scripture or formal education, but they recognized them as companions of Jesus. But with the man right before them, seeing him standing there so upright, so healed, what could they say against that? Point number one, if you're writing it down, when you are spirit filled, people will see that you've been with Jesus. When you are spirit-filled, people will see, they will know, they will, it says they recognize them as being with Jesus. They knew it. And I think we need to be people of God that the way that we live, the words that we speak, the confidence that we have, when you're spirit-filled, the Holy, here's one of the benefits. You have greater confidence. You have greater boldness. You have greater security in who you are in God. You get to remove the distractions, the voices, the outside, whatever it may be. And you have great confidence knowing that God is with you. 
And that's what Peter had. One of the benefits of being spirit-filled is confidence. If you're here and you feel like you lack confidence, or you're here and you feel like you're timid, or you feel like you're always kind of in defense mode, being filled with the spirit is what solves that problem. He gives you great boldness and courage to do exactly what you're called to do. And by the way, being spirit-filled has little to do with the actual gifts and actions. It has everything to do with completing the mission that we have to reach the entire planet, the Great Commission. We are called, a few weeks ago, if you were here, uh, the, the, the preacher said that, that it is us, that we, the church, we are the solution to reaching the world, and we need to be spirit-filled to reach the world for Jesus. Amen? Second benefit uh, comes with this guy named Stephen, and Stephen, he, he's the first martyr of the church, and um, and he's, he, he just preached this amazing message. And we're going to Acts chapter 7. He preaches this message, and he's preaching in the name of Jesus. And this, this mob gets so angry at Stephen, and, he, and they're about to stone him. And so in Acts chapter 7, let me read this here, verses 54 through 56. It says, at that point, right after this message, they, the, the crowd, they went wild. A rioting mob of catcalls and whistles and invective. But Stephen, this is the same line as before, full of the Holy Spirit, hardly noticed. He only had eyes for God, whom he saw in all of his glory with Jesus standing at his side. He said, oh, I've seen the heavens wide open and the Son of Man standing at God's side. Number two, if you're taking notes, is when you're spirit-filled, you will only have eyes for God. In other words, you're going to be able to ignore the things you need to ignore to get out of your mind, the thought life, the, the negativity, the doubt, the depression, and you will have eyes for God and you can be fixed on God. I know my situation looks rough right now, but I've got my eyes fixed on God. He will never fail me. And I think we need to be a church that's spirit-filled, confidence, focused, eyes only on God. I love, I love that, that as a side note that Stephen, he's about to get martyred and he sees Jesus standing at the right hand of the Father. And, and that word standing, when we hear about Jesus in heaven, we normally hear that Jesus, he's sitting at the right hand of the Father. And, and some scholars would say that Jesus in this moment, he is standing because this is the first one to be killed in the name of Jesus. The first martyr and Jesus is standing to honor him, to welcome him into glory. And I love that about Jesus, that he stands up in this moment and that's who Stephen sees. He only has eyes for God. When you're spirit filled, you will be able to remove the, the distractions in your life to remove the negativity and the voices in your life that tell you who you are not. And you can have eyes for God and ears to hear exactly what God is speaking to you. The third benefit tonight is in this story, a guy named Paul who wrote most of the New Testament. In Acts chapter 13, verses seven through 12. Before I read it, I'll set it up. Paul, he has this opportunity. I mean, he's, Paul's crazy dude, like amazing. He, he um, before he got saved, uh, he was on his way to kill Christians, basically, to, to, to put them in prison and to disrupt because he, he hated the fact that Jesus was being preached. He just hated it. And, and uh, he has this encounter moment. And again, if you've been around the church for a while, you've heard of this, where, where Paul, he, he's struck down off of this horse and he sees Jesus. And, and there's this encounter. And, and Jesus says to him, why are you, Saul, why are you persecuting? In this moment, he, he, he gives his life to Jesus. And
and, and, and he's blinded, if you remember that. He's blinded and he's taken to a guy named Ananias. And, uh, and Ananias, he, 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 he prays for him and the scales fall off of his eyes and Paul becomes this powerhouse, a missionary, church planner dude. It's amazing. And Paul, his influence grew and grew and grew and grew in that time, in that day period. And he found himself in this story, uh, the opportunity to preach the gospel in front of this governor, which is an amazing moment, an influential leader who, who he, wanted to hear, he, he wanted to hear the gospel. And so Paul's this dude preaching and I, uh, the governor goes, I want to hear from this guy. And I think just as something to take note of is that as we are spirit filled and led by the Lord, I think God's going to open doors of favor and influence on our lives to, to go places we've never thought about going, to speak to people we've never thought about speaking to. And in those moments, the Holy Spirit will give us the right words to speak at the right time, just like in this moment. Acts chapter 13, verses 7 through 12. The governor invited Barnabas and Saul, or Paul, his name was changed to Paul. He invited them in, wanting to hear God's word firsthand from them. I just love that. But, but Dr. Know-it-all, pause it for a second, because this is serious in the message. Dr. Know-it-all, there was this, in this moment, he's about to rip it. He's about to give the gospel message, like, like let's do it. He's probably going to write Romans 10 right now in this moment. Like, it's amazing. And he's like, you can give your life to Jesus. But there's this wizard dude, or Dr. Know-it-all in this, it, it, this wizard, and, and he is being distracting, distracting. And, and Paul is trying to preach the truth, and there's this distracting moment trying to shut it down. And, and this is Paul. Uh, his response to that. It says, uh, Dr. Know-it-all, that's the wizard's name in plain English, stirred up a ruckus trying to divert the governor from becoming a believer. But Saul or Paul, full of the Holy Spirit, the same phrase, full of the Holy Spirit and looking him straight in the eye said, you bag of wind. <laughs> you parody of a devil. Why you stay up nights inventing schemes to cheat people out of God, but now you've come up against God himself and your game is up. You're about to go blind. No sunlight for you for a good long stretch. He was plunged immediately into a shadowy mist and stumbled around begging people to take his hand and show him the way. Number three, when you're spirit filled, you'll be able to look challenges and opportunities straight in the eye. Point number one, when you're spirit filled, people will see that you've been with Jesus. Point number two, when you're spirit filled, you will only have eyes for God. In the midst of everything surrounding your life, the chaos, you will only have eyes for God. Number three, when you're spirit filled, you will be able to look opposition and challenge straight in the eye. I don't know about you, but I want a little bit more of the Holy Spirit's power, his presence, his gifts in my life. I want to live for Jesus with the power of the Holy Spirit. We're a spirit-filled church. And every single one of us face opposition. Every single one of us face challenge, whether it's big or small. Here's what's awesome. God knows about it, but he gives us the power through the Holy Spirit to look things straight in the eye. And there's moments where things look crazy and you're going to need to look them straight in the eye. Instead of focusing just on God, God's going to say, listen, avert your focus for a second because I need you to speak to this opposition and say, not today. We're not doing it today. I'm, you might want to do it today. We're not doing it today. In the name of Jesus, whatever it may be. I think we need, to, we, we need to have that type of boldness, that type of faith that will rise up in us by the power of the Holy Spirit to speak against opposition. It's fearless living. And we live in a world where everybody's fearful of something. Everybody's worrying about something. Everybody's concerned about something. Sleepless nights and anxiety. Looking for clarity. Looking for wisdom. Looking 
for, for the, the way to navigate this life. And it's the o- only through the Holy Spirit that we can navigate this life. Only through the Holy Spirit. So what are, you've heard these, these the, what are the spiritual gifts? Those are benefits to being spirit-filled. And some of those gifts have come out in these stories. But what are they? And they're laid out clearly in uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 12. And I'd love for us to read that together. Verses 8 through 11. It says this, To one person the Spirit gives the ability to give wise advice, wisdom. To another, the same Spirit gives the message of special knowledge. The same Spirit gives great faith to another. And to someone else, the Spirit gives the gift of healing. He gives one person the power to perform miracles and another the ability to prophesy. He gives someone else the ability to discern whether a message is from the Spirit of God or from another spirit. Still, another person is given the ability to speak in unknown languages, while another is given the ability to interpret what is being said. It is the one and only Spirit who distributes all of these gifts. He alone decides which gift each person should have. So there's wisdom and knowledge and faith and prophecy and healing and, and tongues and interpretation of it, tongues and, and discernment, all of these gifts that the Spirit has to offer. And I've seen, I've seen them at times through my own life uh, and not just through my own life, in my own life and different people and spiritual leaders that I've been able to encounter. And, and I, rem- I remember uh, it was a couple of years ago just working here. I've been on staff for seven years now. And uh, just a few years ago, my wife and I, we just bought our first house. We were so excited. It was amazing. And, and we bought it and, and we were just getting ready to be campus pastors. We bought it in a, in a tougher part of Minneapolis in, in, in where we were living. So we, and we moved into that house. And I, I remember uh, there's a pastor that comes here and, and helps uh, consult with our staff and, and just meet with our staff and courage. And I remember having a meeting with this pastor and, and he, he asked me just in a moment out of the blue. I mean, he didn't know my situation, living situation, whatever. And, and, and he said, just out of the blue, he said, he said, how does your wife like where you're living? Had no, had, had, had no idea. And we, we were living in a rougher part of town and there's been some cr- like crime, like just within our street. And, um, and pe- people had broken into our garage twice, into our house once. And he asked me that question just out of the blue. He just said, how does your wife like where you're living? And I said, well, she doesn't, she, she's not comfortable there. She doesn't, you know, I'm trying to say like, yeah, she's not loving it. You know, it's not great right now. <laughs> but I like this, I like light in the dark. Let's do this, you know what I'm saying? But he asked that question and, uh, and, then he, and then he said this. And that first question, uh, what I'm trying to say is that gift of knowledge where he had this moment, he knew to ask a question. He didn't, he didn't know why. Um, I think he even said he didn't know why. Gift of knowledge. And then he says, which is gift of wisdom, he says, uh, you need to move. <laughs> and it's funny because I used to brag to different people like, yeah, we're in a rough part of town. We're, you know, we're reaching people for Jesus. Amazing. You know, the kids love us. We, we bought like a thousand freeze pops and, and kids would come over every day. Problem is they started turning on our hose and spraying our house, like, like through our windows, like crazy. Anyways, you need to move. And uh, I remember driving home and I knew that the Holy Spirit had spoken through him. And I told Kaylee that day, that night and said, uh, hey, hon, we're, we're going to move. And uh, here's what's awesome. And here's how good God is, is that we put the, the house on the market and it sold in the first day by the first couple that walked through it for more than we asked for. The next day, 
we bought a house for less than it was be, than, than what they were asking for. In two days, this thing happened, and it was a better neighborhood, better situation for our family, and we were about to have a, just after having our daughter Adley, uh, just an amazing moment. These are gifts of the Spirit. Gifts of the Spirit. This is what, this is what can, it can do. Um, Another one is Kaylee. I had been praying for my wife that, that she would have the desire to, to go on a global team. And, and, and uh, we, Adley was probably 15 months old. And, uh, and she, she, she was like, ah, maybe when, when our kids are older, when we have all of our kids, we'll go on a global team or whatever. But God, God spoke to her said, and, and said, I think, I think I should go on. She said, I think I should go on a global team. And so she picked global team Brazil this a few years ago. And uh, it just happened to be the most expensive trip that River Valley offers. It's like yeah, $4,000. And I remember in that moment, in that moment, because it's something that I had prayed for, I, I felt like the Holy Spirit told me it will be covered. It will be like, whether it's through extreme sacrifice and you got to sell everything to get her on this trip, or I'm going to provide a miracle in a supernatural way. And I remember telling Kaylee, it's covered. You're, I believe God spoke to you to go on this trip and God's going to take care of it. Again, through sacrifice or whatever. And we were worshiping at Minneapolis uh, just a couple weeks later and somebody came up to Kaylee and said, hey, I'm paying for your trip. It's, it's covered. Um, and in that moment, I knew that God is, that's a gift of faith, the gift of faith. And these are spiritual gifts. Uh, our, Pastor Rob, just at our last all staff meeting, he came up to me and gave me a prophetic word over my life that I'm believing for to see the fruit of, uh, and, and, and prophetic, prophetic gifting from our lead pastor. He lives this way. Uh, just, it's amazing to see what God, God will do. And there's so many great things. I, I, I do want to say though, with the gifts that, that these gifts are to help us accomplish the mission that Jesus has asked us to accomplish. But here's another thing. Here's another thing. If you're a parent in the house, you can think, of, think about it this way. When you give a gift to your child, when you give a gift to your child, you don't just give it to them so that they can use that gift. For sure, you want them to use the gift. Like, let's not get a knit sweater that's like, you know, so my birthday's in July. I don't know if I'll ever, you know. You want them to use the gift. But you don't just do it for that. You give a gift to grow the relationship with your child. So when you give a gift on a birthday or, or a Christmas or at a random time, you're doing it to grow the relationship. And I believe God's the same way. Is that when he pours out his spirit in our lives, when he pours out his gifts in our lives, he's doing it so that we can accomplish the mission that Jesus set before us, but also so that we would grow closer. And here's what's awesome is that as we grow closer to God, we will become more like him and also be more equipped to do exactly what we need to do to reach the planet Earth. We alive? There's a there's an awesome uh, new technology, and uh, that that's out there. And there's there's anybody here? You're colorblind. You're colorblind. Raise your hand. Everybody, look at him. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Color, you're colorblind. There's new technology that they've made these glasses that um, that you can when you put them on, you can see in full color. So, so, so there's people on planet Earth right now, they've lived colorblind their entire life. They don't have the full spectrum of colors. And, 
now on YouTube, you can search this and you can see family members giving a gift to, to their family members who are colorblind. And they put these glasses on and it's pretty powerful to see what happens in their life. And I just want to draw the parallel. I'd like to show a video, but I, before we do, uh, I'd like to draw the parallel that when you are, give your life to Jesus, the Holy Spirit lives inside of you, which is amazing, which is amazing. Let's just call that blind, but now I see. But there's another thing that happens, another work of the Holy Spirit that we're talking about in unpredictable. And it's the infilling, the baptism in the Holy Spirit. And it is full color living. Take a look at this video. I can put these on and it'll, this rocket was supposed to be, it'll like correct, how see it. it'll yeah. correct your eyes so that you'll see how it's supposed to see it. It's so clear I can't believe Come on, can we stand across this place and can we celebrate our God who has greater gifts? Come on, can we make some noise as we close out this service, giving God praise for all that he's doing? Listen, I don't want us to live a full life without full color living. We live in a world where we need God's wisdom. We live in a world where we need knowledge from heaven. We live in a world where it takes faith to do what nobody else is doing, to speak life over people. This world is dying and going to hell, and God has given us greater gifts, and he's offering it to us. And the point of this whole thing is that if you're here and you've never been filled with the Holy Spirit, God wants to fill you. Jesus said to the disciples who were already saved, he said, just wait, just wait. I'm leaving and, and I want you to wait because the Holy Spirit's coming and he's going to fill you. He's going to give you greater gifts to accomplish what I'm asking you. You can't do it on your own. Let's not live our whole lives and make it to 70 or 80 if we're blessed to be alive that long. Let's do it now. So if you're here and you've never been baptized in the Holy Spirit, it can happen to you tonight. In just a moment, we're going to have the prayer team members come forward. Maybe it happened at kids camp years ago for you. Maybe it happened decades ago. Here's what's awesome about the infilling of the Holy Spirit, that he will do it again. He can do it again. He can do it again. Love for us to bow our heads and close our eyes. There's people here and you've never given your life to Jesus. This is your moment. At the moment of salvation, you have the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. He enters your life. And then you have the opportunity to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. It's not based on your knowledge, your education, your upbringing, how often you've been in church, where you were last night, the things you thought or said, what's been said about you. What matters is this moment for you. The Bible says in Romans chapter 10 that if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, you will be saved. Because of our sin, we separated ourselves from God. But God solved the problem by sending his one and only son, Jesus, from heaven to earth. The Bible says that it was a perfect sacrifice by a perfect person that perfected some imperfect people. And I don't know about you, but I'm not perfect. In this moment of belief and confession, we're going to pray a prayer together with our heads bowed and eyes closed. If you'd like to give your life to Jesus, this is that moment. Your sins are forgiven, past, present, and future. Your eternity is secure in heaven. And you then have the opportunity to be baptized and filled by the Holy Spirit. 
So if you're here with our heads bowed and eyes closed, I'm going to count to three. And when I say three, if you'd like to make that decision for the first time, giving your life to Jesus, or you've been running from God and tonight you're coming home. When I say three, would you lift your hand in the air and you can put it right back down. One, Jesus said that I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Two, when you make this decision, you're a brand new creation. The Bible says that the old is gone and the new has come. If you're ready for something new all over this place, you know it's you. Three, today's your day. Giving your life to Jesus. You can lift your hand up and put it right back down. Yes, amazing, amazing, amazing. Anybody else tonight giving your life to Jesus? Church, let's all pray this prayer together. Say, dear Jesus, I know I've sinned. I know I've fallen short. Please forgive me. Today I receive your gift, the free gift of salvation. Jesus, you are my Lord. You are my Savior. Today I choose to follow you for the rest of my life. In Jesus' name I pray. Everyone said amen. Church, can we celebrate those that are giving their lives to Jesus tonight in this service? Amazing. I'm going to invite our prayer team members forward at this time. Five people in this service making that decision. It's amazing. Hey, we're wrapping up this service right now. And if you made that decision, you raised your hand or you made the decision in your heart, we got a free Bible for you, a little booklet that says, now what? We want to help you in your next steps in your relationship with the Lord. We got the prayer team members down here. They'd love to give you this gift. They'd also love to pray over any need. And if you're here desiring the filling and the baptism of the Holy Spirit, they'd love to pray over that too. Uh, but you can get this also at the Welcome Center on your way out. And also the connect cards that were on your chair at the bottom, it says, I gave my life to Jesus. Would you select that box? We've got another gift for you, a little worship album out at our Welcome and Resource Center. It's just a free gift. Please take it. If you don't want to do any of this stuff, that's okay. This is what we say. Please come back. Keep coming back. We love that you're here. We're thankful for it. Uh, please come back. Uh, thanks so much for being here. Have a great week serving the Lord. Pastor Brandon's preaching tomorrow uh, on the Holy Spirit. So you can come back for that. And Pastor Rob's wrapping up the series uh, next week. We love you. Have a great night.